Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round three, 2016. We are coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who this week was found out the front of a bakery in Port Melbourne signing his memoir. Oh yeah. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Yep, I was out there selling my book which is uh, uh, tastefully uh, titled I Accidentally Banged Your Missus. Um, <laughs> It's a great read, just of my life and what's going on. So it's, uh, it's fun. Just so, out there, you know, I published it at, uh, at Officeworks. You self-published, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I on do, Fullscap. I do picture Ricky Fullscap's Nixon. It's really fucking cheap because <laughs> no one uses it. So, you know, they just want to get rid of it. I do picture Ricky Nixon down at the Port Melbourne Officeworks. Yeah. Just, just pressing, you know, 200 copies. <laughs> just How many people do you reckon bought the book? Because that was the thing. There was a big, big deal about it. He had a pretty full table, I must say. <laughs> he did. He had a pile on the table. He had a little latte right there. So if you don't know the story, Ricky Nixon um, finally got the okay to sell his memoir. I think it's called My Life. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's essentially how a 50-year-old man banged a 17-year-old, uh, which is uh, it's a tribute. It's, it's, it's an inspiring issue, inspiring story. Uh, but, that we uh, needed to know about too, because I hadn't heard anything about it at all. He kept it under his hat. Yeah, no, it's just, what don't we know, Ricky? Fuck. He reckons he didn't have sex with her, and she reckons he did. She said in court that she, they did. Yeah. Uh, he reckons he had G, GBH, GHB, uh-huh. GBH, yeah, put in a drink, and he drank that, and that's how he ended up in the underpants. The, uh, oh, fuck. The notorious underpants. <laughs> Olds. Oh. You know when you got them in a hotel room and then they just fucking do I'll the dirty you on you. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You and me know better than anyone. Yeah, We've got to beat them away with a stick. <laughs> Every time I go by school, it's just like, Chamo, Chamo, Chamo. <laughs> not again, not again, not again, not again. Not this time. Okay, tomorrow night. Meet yeah. me there. <laughs> anyway, here's my water bottle. Fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> we are lucky enough to have an excerpt. From really? Ricky, Ricky Nixon's book? book, yes. Yeah, great. Yes, I headed down to the bakery. Yep. Do you get a, do you get a, like a free, um... You, you get know. a croissant, yeah. You yeah, okay, with croissant. the book. Yep. Now, I, I, I've got a little excerpt here that uh, I may have written, uh, and it's a very special part of the book. It's about the time when Ricky Nixon had a punch-up with Gary Ablett Sr. in Laneway. <laughs> okay, cool. Yep. The magical moments of his life. Because <laughs> we remember they lived together for a period, which was a sitcom absolutely happening. <laughs> so I'll start. Okay, this is the chapter. It was a chilly winter's day. Gary Ablett Sr. and I were walking back to my place after having lunch at Nando's. <laughs> I had a half chicken meal while Gary had the Mediterranean salad. Weirdo. Popped into the milk bar and scored myself a wagon wheel to top things off. <laughs> As I nibbled away on it, Gary became distressed. Why don't you get me one too? <laughs> I didn't know you like wagon wheels. Everybody likes wagon wheels, God replied. <laughs> Months of tension bubbled to the surface. Gaz had, me, had been living with me for a while now. Two men in their 50s living together. It's not sad at all. I decided this could only be settled one way, with a punch on in a laneway. <laughs> we charged each other like two substance-abusing bulls, pounding each other like I did the St Kilda schoolgirl, allegedly. 
Gary's no stranger to a tussle. After all, let's not forget, this was the bloke who once bashed a pizza delivery guy for talking to his wife in the back of a car. The same man who got bashed in a car yard in South Geelong. Police were called to the scene. As they pulled us away from each other, I looked Senior in the eyes and only had two words for him. Toot, toot. <laughs> it's a good book. <laughs> Fine off the shelf. Please welcome on stage our special from the two, the two Guys One Cup podcast. It's Charlie Clawson and Will Anderson. <laughs> Making their way up to the stage. We're very fortunate to have Will here while the doggies are playing. Thank you, uh, Will. Score check, 14 minutes in. Uh, Hawthorne, eight points, doggies, one. Yeah, that high-scoring high encounter everybody was expecting. <laughs> Shootout. We could yeah. be back here next week. So the week that was. Oh, thank you very much for joining us, first off. Thanks for Taking having time us. Taking time uh, No, it's good to be here. And I, I, with Ricky Nixon, I, I don't know if it's in his book, but <laughs> uh, I hope that he relives the time where, uh, despite the fact that he blocked me on Twitter and called me a cunt on Twitter, right. he then rang me and offered me a job. <laughs> Like, just rang me up. I don't know how he got my number, but he's like, he, like I've answered the call, and he's like, you know, toot toot. <laughs> it's Ricky Nixon, and I was like, it can't be Ricky Nixon. And he was, it turns out that what he wanted to do, this was another one of his great plans, mm-hmm. was he was going to get, like, all the old footballers that he's managed that weren't playing anymore, like Fev and guys like that, mm-hmm. and they were going to start uh, wrestling. Like, they were going to do an Australian WWE <laughs> with ex-AFL players, and he wanted me to write their fucking storylines and shit. No and way. I was like, I hate you and Fev, but yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I, no, I don't hate Fev anymore uh, either now. I met him after the island, and he's changed. He's a nice guy. He's nice. Yeah, he is. Fev. Yeah. He's well, I have a story like, about Fev, actually. I was at a, a charity dinner about it uh, ten years ago. And there was the entertainment. There was a guy. I think there was an Australian talent show, mm-hmm. and they had like a Robbie Williams. Is this someone? Is that me ringing? I don't know. Oh, it is. Oh, it's actually Fev. It's Ricky Nixon with a wrestling offer. <laughs> no, at this uh, at this charity ball, there was uh, there was this entertainer who was like this Robbie Williams impersonator, but he was tiny. Yep. He was like four foot eight. Apparently, he'd won some like Australians got talent yeah, kind of okay. show about ten years yeah. ago. So, so he didn't get the impersonator part right. Right? He didn't get the impersonator bit. Well, he, no, he, he, looked he looked like, like a him. tiny Robbie Williams. Yeah. He sang like a so tiny he looked like Robbie Williams, Williams far away. From a long yeah, way away. Yeah, 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 he looked Robbie like Robbie Williams. Williams. But me and my wife are watching going, this is fantastic. How like funny is this? And Fev is sitting there with uh, Alex. Is that his, yeah, his Alex. wife? Yeah. And they're getting all teary. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? And, and, Al- and Fev's like, oh, he actually sang at our wedding. We needed to book some entertainment for our wedding. We got mini Rob. <laughs> he <laughs> sang great. angels as they walked down the aisle. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> That's a story as uh, old as time itself. Actually, quick question. We, we just have to have a moment of silence because uh, the Kangaroos are 17, 9, uh, 111 oh. and Melbourne are 17, 9, 111. And if it's uh, 111... Go Dees! Yeah. Go Dees! <laughs> yeah. No, we got here north of kick to goal, so they're a goal Shit. up at this stage. But it was still nice. It was nice symmetry. Yeah. Hey, actually, a quick question. We, we love Is this fo- question without notice? Yeah, question without notice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> love footballers in real life. How much do you get of that in Sydney? Because you guys are both Sydney-siders. Do you so, see them wandering around? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, see, I, I see Buddy. The reason those guys are called the Bondi Billionaires is they're, for a while you did see them yeah. just hanging around. Like North Bondi, there's a little 
uh, like a grassy knoll that grassy people knoll. hang out through all the hot people hang near out. The, near the kind of RSLs? Yeah, 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 definitely yeah. Yeah. RSL. Saw people with like, big muscles working out and yeah. hot ladies, yeah. Yeah, they all hang around. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. my local. Um, <laughs> and there was a time where in Bondi, basically if you took a photo on Bondi Beach, Buddy would be in the back yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. there. Yeah, like. yeah. And so that's, that's the general. Like, you do too many GWSs around? No, that's no. It. I mean, the funny thing is, like, one of the reasons Buddy said he wanted to go to Sydney was to get out of the spotlight. Yeah. But then he moved to Bondi. Yeah. yeah. And started hanging around shirtless with all these models on the grassy knoll in and the he most got public a, spot of Bondi. Got engaged to like a really high-profile <laughs> model as well. Yeah. And keep it under the radar. Yeah. yeah. I saw a uh, footballer in real life this week. I saw Dougie Hawkins. He's working the uh, the yeah. slow go pole he for is. like a construction site. Oh, okay. He, yeah. It was in your street, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I remember seeing him there. Top a couple the fuck of... off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him there a couple of months ago, actually. It was actually when we were about to go and head down and interview Chris Judd. And I, I, saw, I saw him and he kind of... Get, I said, G'day, Dougie. He said, G'day, mate. And a part of me wanted to kind of call you down and pull out the microphones and start into it because he wouldn't have had much to do. Well, so that's we a could good get point. a quick pod done with yeah, Dougie. You don't, want to, you don't want to distract him because like, he, he can't say manure. So he's not going to be able to do slow go very well. So you mean, don't want an accent. I don't find any of this amusing. <laughs> no, think of the Fitzroy. Think of the Fitzroy. The Fitzroy Dougie I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck him. He stopped and was slow there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, one thing I absolutely totally forgot. Bear with me for a moment, if that would be okay. I think I've got it here. I have to do one very important thing. Because we're sponsored. Contractually obligated. Junk time's gone corporate. Nice. I love. You guys don't have to talk during this. I don't want to affect you. You know, obviously, will you work at the ABC? So we don't want you know you've got to be compromised and Charlie working Channel 7 so you can say the fuck whatever you want um, <laughs> the Junk Time AFL podcast is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile Footy Live the ultimate AFL app for every type of footy fan it's our favourite AFL app and soon it will be yours too search for Sportsmate in the Apple or Google Apple Store or Google Play download Footy Live right now and it is our favourite app right? yes yes um, there we go <laughs> job done do you reckon that's how they wanted it read out just like race through yeah. talked about I guarantee you the 175,000 people in this room yeah. right now <laughs> will go home tonight if they don't already have it, they'll have A for Footy Live. And you're my friend over here, my Essendon fan. You, don't, you have the app? Download it tonight. Absolutely. Good. There we go. Download it tonight. The way you said it's uh, the AFL's favourite app and it soon will be yours too it sounded vaguely like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the good app. It shoots on the AFL one. AFL one for sure. Hey, uh, I, we saw uh, a footballer yesterday because we went to the footy. We went to see uh, the Saints and Collingwood play. Yep. And uh, Charlie, it was a good day for yep. the Saints and you were having a great time at the game. Bantering. Bantering uh, with the Collingwood supporters. Yeah, no. It's, it's bantering. No, he answers heckles. I do. You were like, like one, what was the one guy you the guy, the guy said, uh, why is that a free kick? And I said, because he ducked his head. It's always been a free kick. Learn the rules. Good. <laughs> that goes well with Collingwood supporters. It's always yeah. fine. Yeah. So, He's getting very mouthy towards the end, and the whole time I'm trying to shush him a bit because what I haven't been able to whisper to him is that in the seats we're sitting in, when they went to the bar, I started chatting with the fella behind me because I recognised his face, and it was Peter Moore, you know, twice yeah. Brownlow medalist Peter Moore, oh, his yeah. son Darcy plays for Collingwood, right? And he's massive and a really nice guy, and I was like, Peter Moore is going to punch Charlie in the face. Yeah, cool, though. But the thing is, you leaned over and you said, That's Peter Moore, and I'm like, Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Who would you want to get snapped by for any footballer, past, present? Oh, that's, like that's a good question. Who would you like that's to get clocked question. by? Jacko. Craig Bradley. <laughs> Craig Bradley. Aaron Dimbiora. <laughs> oh. no damage would be done. <laughs> Richard Tamling, just so he had a highlight in his life. Managed to nail two Richmond yeah. players <laughs> in the one bit. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll go through. We'll go Levi Casbolt, because he tried to hit yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> so. He'd missed by five metres. 
he did one of his own teammates. <laughs> Um, so we go through the week so far. So Port Nesson on Friday. I mean, Essendon uh, got tied up by about 50 points or so, but that probably could be maybe the nature of this year. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was weird that like Port won convincingly, yet mm. all the commentators were like, yeah, jury's still out on Port Adelaide. Oh, <laughs> really? Like, how much do you have to beat yeah. Essendon by to be like a convincing win? 61 points in the end. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. We probably don't really get an idea of Port for a few weeks because obviously they were meant to be the big thing last year and fell over. Yeah. Um, and then this year they're kind of, I suppose... All right. Well, I think there are quite a handful of teams that we don't quite know much about at the minute. It's Carlton. only around three considering that. Yeah. I mean, Carlton, we definitely know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the premiership window. <laughs> yeah, but window. For 2045. You must feel a bit better after the Friday night result because suddenly you're like, oh, maybe we will be. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm hoping. I think, yeah. I think we played them in round, round six. Did we play the Bombers, Carlton and the Bombers? Yes. Yeah, and so we will probably, not probably, we'll be 0 and 5, and they'll probably be 1 and 4, so it could be our chance. <laughs> it's going to be the saddest game in history. <laughs> I've been saying, I don't think actually Carlton, we've been saying this on our pod, I don't think Carlton have been that bad this year. They've like, been competitive. They're, they're tackling, competitive, yeah. Which is like a damn sight better than what you were under Malthouse. Yeah, alright, mate. Alright, sorry. <laughs> I guess that was kind of rude. I just came to your house and put my feet on the couch. <laughs> yeah, <tonight>. yeah. <laughs> No, I'm well aware. They're, they're doing a lot better. And Jacob Wiedering is going really well. The number one draft pick. Finally, we've got one who can fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I only took it 12 times to get one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Saints, big win over Collingwood. How are you feeling yes. about the Saints this year? Uh, I, was, uh, I was very uh, lukewarm on them. I saw the Port game and thought, oh, that's you know, a, a pretty good effort. And then against the Doggies, I thought, oh, no, maybe mm. we're taking a step backwards. But I was surprised. Actually, Will had more confidence than I did going into the game. He was quietly confident. Yeah, I, I've got all my f- tips right this weekend so far. Oh, really? Have you? Yeah, you tipped the Saints? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I watched them last week and I wasn't as unsympathetic as everybody else was. Yeah. I thought they, they've they got a like a good system. They yeah, run yeah. really well to space. Their little guys are really quick. And I, that's what I loved about yesterday. It was when like Rui and... Uh, McCartan. McCartan, who I discovered at the footy after two years of being a massive footy fan that his name is actually Paddy. I thought it was Patty and we just said the words <laughs> wrong because we're Aussies. Yeah. So I just assumed he was Patty and we were all like, yeah, Patty, but it came up on the scoreboard, and I was like, "Well, fuck me." Yeah. But, but hang on. So his actual his actual christened name is Patty. It's not Patty's not short for Patrick. What is Patty? It's Patrick usually, isn't it? Maybe it's is it? Or, maybe Padraic. it's Pad- Padrick. Yeah. With a D. I've never I've never said that out loud. I've only seen it written. Out. <laughs> it's Celtic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, didn't you guys have three injured players on the bench by the end? Yeah, so uh, uh, Revolt and McCartan got concussed at half-time and then Dylan Robertson did his knee at the start of the third quarter, so we only had one fit player on the bench. Um, but I don't know, Collingwood, I don't know if we were that good or if Collingwood were that shit. They looked, they were, I mean, apart from Trelaw, they looked pretty well, average. Collingwood one... has got busted ribs, right? Yeah. Because every time Penelope got tackled, he'd take like an hour to get back up off the turf. So. Well, Collingwood oh. were one kick away from being 0-3, on so it, it's... They're probably they're not that great, mate. No, hopefully. No. It's actually it's actually it's actually very nice. I hadn't been to the MCG to see the Saints play since 2010. No and way. That, yeah, and so that was like I took another mate who went to the same grand final, and he he turned down the free ticket a couple of times. I actually said, no, we should go, but he's got demons. PTSD. Yeah. No way. Yeah, because I don't know if you've ever lost a grand final to Collingwood, but there is nothing worse. <laughs> there is nothing worse. I was at that replay. I had to leave when Collingwood supporters started that fucking. Chair. Oh yeah, that's and the worst. Like, it sends a chill down your spine. Oh, yeah, that's actually happy. the first time in a grand final where I've gone to the bar like during the third quarter because I was like, it's I ugly. I don't need to see yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. No, I tell you what though, I do love being there when they lose as well oh, because yeah. no one fucking. <laughs> heads for an exit like a Collingwood fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
right. Oh, some of them had to turn around and come back in last week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you'd think they were offering heroin at the exit gate <laughs> the way they moved towards the exit. Tigers fans are pretty good at it, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I do remember in 2011 when Geelong got in front and the Geelong fans started up in the last quarter, the Geelong yeah. G chant. It's kind of mocking the Collingwood ones. So that was pretty sweet to be there for that. But That's like taking a restless signature move and doing it on him. Yeah. That's like the ultimate <laughs> finishing <laughs> move. <laughs> uh, score check. Uh, oh, North Melbourne's kicked away. They're three goals up, 20 minutes into the last. And Hawthorne 16 to two points uh, near the end of the first quarter. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, maybe later on tonight or tomorrow morning, you know the answers to these questions, who won the games. Uh, so there's probably no real point to the score check. Hey. <laughs> Uh, uh, only for us and the people in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think of your coach, Luke Beveridge? We, we were uh, reading this week, he was a, he's a skateboarder. Yeah, I love him. Yeah? I love him so much. He came to the show on Wednesday night and yep. uh, we, we were having a photo afterwards and like he's gone in for the hug and I really did feel him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's you know, like you know, a big like, dude Because too. we went in for one and normally you kind of just rest your arm yeah. around. But I was like, nah, we're having yeah. a hug. We're having a, <laughs> we're having a fucking coach. cuddle and take a photo of this. We're having a cuddle. <laughs> and from the angle they took it, it's the best because it makes me look massive and him tiny. And I'm like, <laughs> but he's quite tiny, right? He's, he's a small, small and like how wide is his neck? Oh yeah, he's as wide as you. Massive. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he's got big muscles. And they gave me a signed footy of the team this year. And I said yeah. to him, I said, please just win the grand final, so this is worth something. <laughs> <laughs> he should have kicked it to you while you're on stage. Yeah, oh, yeah. that would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It does stay here. As a kid, I was a keen skateboarder and skated the half pipes around the suburbs. I've actually Luke Beveridge hasn't been around long enough for me to get. An impression of him going yet? Yeah. Uh, I'll read it as Lee Matthews. Uh, <laughs> but when the footy got's pretty serious and you rolled an ankle or two, you had to give it away. <laughs> I've got a couple of boards hidden away at home that I occasionally pull out and have a little bit of a cruise when no one can see me with a hat pulled down and the sunglasses on. I just I've got an image of Lee Matthews with a baseball cap on backwards <laughs> riding down the street on a skateboard then. It was awesome. It's funny though how Euphibius has to go incognito when he's riding a skateboard. I don't have a problem with Luke Beveridge riding a skateboard. Well, that's completely fine. If I was dropping an ollie, is that what you do? Yeah, sure, mate. An ollie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Dropping a kickflip ollie. I'm completely yeah. happy for that. Japan Air 360. I think he should, should, should do it at the games. Like when he's coming down. That's a Quick, faster way to get down to the, yeah. to the boundary. <laughs> if you just skate down from the car. That, that would be pretty great, right? Yeah. Especially in Adelaide, over the footbridge. You just yeah. see oh. people cruising over the footbridge. <laughs> to the game. Fucking On great. the skateboard. That was awesome. It. Yeah. Now, uh... If Clarko did that, there'd be less fights after games, I reckon. He'd yeah. be less, hassled less in Adelaide if yeah. Clarko rode a skateboard. Oh, yeah, but if you, got, if you dropped in on Clarko, he'd, fucking, <laughs> he'd murder you. A <laughs> uh, laser scooter. Clarko. Clarko, get a photo. Hey, um, <laughs> Eagles towed up uh, Frio yesterday. Frio is 0 and 3 now. They could be in some trouble, don't you think? It's all over. Forget it. All over? Yeah. I think for this year, I don't think Frio, I, don't, I wouldn't write them off for the next two or three years. I think they've still got a good core and. Uh, my feeling is Jesse Hogan is definitely going to go to Frio. Really? Yeah. That's but he's, he's signed on for two more years, hasn't he? No, he hasn't signed yet. No, I thought he'd signed on for two years. Yeah, and then he signed on. I think he's extend. still got another year, and they're trying to get him to extend. Yeah. But yeah. Like, like if you, I mean, what he, what's happens with players these days if they want to go? Yeah. Like he'll fucking Cam McCarthy it and just yeah. take a fucking year off because yeah. they fucking love being in Western Australia yeah. for some reason yeah. that I don't understand. Have you been there? Yeah. <laughs> like it's expensive. There's nothing to fucking do, and yeah. they're like, oh, got to get home to that. I mean, if you were if you were a recruiter for a Victorian club, would you? think twice about recruiting a Western Australian player now because yeah, the go-home I mean, factor is so massive. Yeah, that's, that's why Melbourne took Jack Watts. I mean, you don't want the, the go-home factor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just going to go back to Brighton and that's okay. 
I figure, I figure you recruit them and then just see what happens in the future. Introduce you, them to a modelling agency. Well, but, but if you have success and you're a good club, then they will want to hang around. Like, but if you're a rubbish team, and then they're more likely to want to head out. But if, if you're just a good club, yeah. you're more like... I mean, yeah, you've got to trust your system. You've got yeah. to get them inside and then trust that you offer them more than whatever the opposition does. But the thing about Ross Lyon, I think, is... And he did the same thing at St Kilda, and that's why it's had to be such a big rebuild for them, is he has that attitude of, like... This is my 22, mm. and these are the best 22, and our best chance to win is to send at least 22 players every week. And what that means is you don't get games into the next, next 10 or 15 people, and so when a few go missing, you've got no one to replace yeah, them. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, like I, and you've still got Zach Dawson. <laughs> Do you think that Ross Lyon could go his entire career without winning a flag? Yeah, I think he will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he will. Absolutely. He can nail that. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely got the skills for it. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon, yeah. I mean, he did kind of decimate St Kilda. Yeah. Is that Ross Lyons' yeah. <laughs> uh, fault or St Kilda's fault? I don't know. I mean, everyone's put the blame on him now that he's gone. Yeah. While he was there, we all loved him. I mean, he, the, the flip side of that is he took a bunch of ordinary players yes. and made them really good role players. We didn't have, like, the greatest list in 2009. Yeah, I mean, Farron Ray played in the grand final. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, Farron Ray, uh, Brett Peak, yeah. uh, Robert Eddy. Like, we had, like, our bottom six were probably names. the worst yeah. of any kind of finals team. Ever, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you've got to, you've got to look at the recruit. It's true, but he had such a great like strategy, yeah. was, which was, yeah, you guys are only in. If you get it, give it to one of the good guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good way to look. But you're talking about Jesse Hogan. He's been uh, getting Wayne Carey to mentor him. So I think all yeah. the other players... Uh, Wives and girlfriends will be on notice. <laughs> um, Mate, isn't that how forgiving the game of football is? Yeah. Gary Lyon had to have a year off the radio because yeah. of what he did, and they've replaced him with Wayne Carey. <laughs> <laughs> like, we forget shit, right? Did yeah. no one just... Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, it's true. They were saying um, uh, Jesse Hogan's uh, glassings have really increased this week. Like, he's doing a really good... Yeah, you've gone oh, too fuck far. Fuck you, guys. <laughs> it's all on the public record. <laughs> So the Eagles uh, defeated the uh, Fremantle. And uh, Big Sandy uh, yeah. seems yeah. to have a collapse of punctured lung after punctured copping lung. a knee imagine, in the back from Nick Nam. his lung would be like made. a hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah, totally. But it's quite remarkable. Like a jumping castle. Yeah, yeah. On the footage here, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a horrifying um, knee in the back from, from a big dude in the first place. Nicky Nam. Um, but there's the footage of uh, Aaron kind of heading to the, um, heading to the ambulance and... He does have the oxygen mask on. He's copping the oxygen. But I can see the big seven-foot man, and I, I can't help but think Bane. Like, it's either Bane or it's a Morton Joe from Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just looking at those I, It take. also has that image of, like, they won't be able to close the back doors of the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll just have to have his, like, feet out the back on the way. They're like, oh, we just get some hockey straps and just pin him yeah. down. And just tie a Gold Coast jumper to it so <laughs> people don't run into it. It's like Gulliver's Travels. He's just going to be strapped <laughs> to the top of the ambulance all these people tying him down with ropes. I just hear him going, theatricality and deception. <laughs> Hey, uh, Chuck, we brought up earlier before, it was the first trip back to the MCG after the 2010 Grand Final replay. Yeah. Uh, this has been put on the table. The AFL is trying to work out this year whether they're actually going to keep the replay or so. First off, your opinion, do they keep the replay? Uh, oh, I, I, sorry, I, actually, sorry. I've got to say a question of that notice. Do they keep the replay? <laughs> uh, I am... Uh, no, don't keep the replay. That was the worst week of my life. Uh, un- Did you think you would win the replay? No. No, because I thought... I mean, if we won the first grand final, we would have snatched it. I think we gave everything we had in that first game. And then, psychologically, to then front up the next week. And Collingwood were the better team, and I think everyone kind of knew that. 
it just you, I just from the first bounce in the replay when Revolt that smother that oh. horrible horrible smother <laughs> that Tissot for some reason decided to immortalise in their magic moments yeah. last year the worst day for one guy's life uh, yeah from that moment it was just it was, it was awful and again there's nothing worse than losing a grand final to Collingwood so <laughs> I think if they'd gone into extra time in the first grand final we probably would have won we had all the momentum mm. Um, we're on top of their players, but yeah, it, yeah, it's, 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 and I had to, I had to fly back from Sydney again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really hard. But didn't you enjoy seeing um, Lionel Richie? Didn't that make up for it? I don't Pros know. can't lose the grand final, but it gets yeah, to see yeah. Lionel Richie. It, it was the people's grand final that <laughs> yeah. one day because yeah. no, you don't have all the corporates. So, yeah, yeah were you there as well? Fans in, yeah. I was saying to Charlie yes because we were talking about this. Obviously, him going back, and I was saying it's one of my greatest days because I don't barrack for either of the teams. And my dad and I went and watched, you know, the closest grand final you can watch. It was literally a tie at the end, and so all the supporters are really confused. And me and dad are just like high five at each other. <laughs> <laughs> How cool was that? And we get to come back again. Next week, this is the best. I mean, that's the weird feeling too. Is when the siren goes in the drawn grand final, the the, the supporters you've been in a pitched battle with for the last like two yeah. hours, like this fucking Collingwood supporter hugged me, like came like, up and hugged me, and it's yeah. like I don't want this. <laughs> there was nothing good about that feeling. There's nothing good about the game, and if you're a supporter, I keep saying to Will, like Will's like, oh, I just want to see my team in a grand final. I've seen my team lose four grand finals. Yeah. Well, three in one draw. Come on. Yeah, well, still. Not win four grand mm. finals, and it fucking sucks. And then to come back... Well, come on, Lenny Hayes won a Norm Smith. Yeah, true. But do you, do you remember when he won the Norm Smith? He couldn't he had, speak. Yeah. He had no voice. <laughs> and I think that's why he lost the next week. Yeah, I think so. He couldn't Call motivate him. him. Yeah. I do remember being at that game for the final siren, and there were two Collingwood fans in front of me who jumped up in celebration because they thought they'd won because Collingwood supporters can't count. Uh, <laughs> but then there was a weird silence, wasn't there? Because yeah. nobody really knew. People probably thought maybe we do have extra time, but also, oh, do we give out a medal? Like, and then they all had to head off to the other change rooms because there'd been a flooding. Well, I did kind of the same thing. You remember that scream that Goddard took in yeah. the yeah. goal square? Someone told me there was two minutes to go when he took that mark, and I was sitting right next to the Collingwood cheer squad, and they'd been giving it to me all day. So when he took that grab, put it through, put it in front, I was like, fuck you guys, yeah. we've got it. My mate's like trying to tug me, I said, it's fine, it's fine. And he's like, exactly six minutes to go. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> sorry guys, we'll let's just uh, <laughs> see how this pans out. As you will. <laughs> Battle of the Immortals. Adam, what do you reckon? Replay, extra time. Uh, I, I like the idea of an extra time. I, I just think yeah, it, make it happen in one day. Sense. With the international, with the sorry, international, with the uh, interstate, interstate teams, I think you have to have like extra. Just time. get it all done. That's a really good point, actually. You don't want two, you don't want a Perth team coming back. But extra time, so they play like extra two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like really fucking oh, grinding that's down. That's what no. That's really grinding down. Right away. Straight away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Fun on board. Final replay. Yeah. And uh, change crowds if you need to. Yes. Yeah. It's a war of attrition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to play it from the start again. Yeah. They bring out the axe, Mike Brady comes back. Yeah. <laughs> and I reckon, like, when they, you, well, the they, night grand, they want the night grand final. That's They'll the get compromise, it. right? I reckon, like, when you're playing juniors, too, that a few players should swap jumpers and stuff. Yeah. Like, you can, like, you yeah, can pick, pick four, one. like, players to swap from other teams. <laughs> so, <laughs> solve that. <laughs> Hey, uh, did you see Mummy's big tackle last week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Bone crunching. Uh, yeah. It was Mitch Duncan, wasn't it? It was right? Mitch Duncan. Yeah, yeah. so he, just ran, he essentially ran into his chest. 
And there was a doctor that came out and got very angry, saying that there was a bit of a double stand with the AFL because they uh, talk about all the concussion talk these days and then when a player does a bone-crunching tackle like that, it gets celebrated, even suggested... People suggested it was the greatest tackle of all time. No, that was Fraser Brown at the 99 uh, preliminary final. Ah, yeah. yeah, That's a good tackle, yeah. There's some fans in the front know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But also the talk of concussions around the industry right now. I mean, I actually think we might be getting to a stage where we... You love concussion. Well, we should be encouraging. I think I'd like to see concussion (laughs) games. Like, if we saw Ty Vickery going for that mark... I'd like to see 40 play, uh, 30, 38 play, 36 Concussed players on the ground. Yeah, the I, want them, I want them to be left on the field. So we pre-concuss them before we bounce the yeah, ball? Yeah, just a 4B2 to the head. <laughs> and so there'll be different levels of concussion. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad, actually. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I like okay. it. Okay. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. Because people like fighting at footy as well. So maybe they could ha- incorporate both those things, right? Yeah. But you can't have it in the real game. But beforehand, yeah. like blokes can just punch each other in the head yeah. until they can cuss and, what I and love send them out to have a game. Yeah. What I love about that is for players like Caleb Daniel who wears a helmet, you've got yeah. to hit him extra hard to yeah. get through the helmet. Yeah. I think maybe it's your, more your EJ Wetton with the Legends game. Because they're yeah. already a bit punch yeah, drunk yeah, yeah. already. So that's your concussion game, right? <laughs> Probably are drunk already right. <laughs> in that game. Um, this one hasn't actually got too much of uh, coverage as compared to last week, but we had another uh, mosque sign at the yeah. footy. So this one last night at uh, Perth. At the Derby. Yeah, the Derby, we yeah. had an anti-Muslim sign was unfurled. Um, unfurled? Unfurled, yeah. <laughs> the flagpole. The group's Facebook page, which Fairfax Media has declined to name, Opposes the spread of left-wing <laughs> treason and oh, whatever. Wow. Mate. Um, but there's an interesting thing here from uh, Steve from Maddington. Glad he chimed in. He witnessed the event. He's, he's trapped it's from, it's, trapped it's, from Wood Enterprise. It was another stop the mosques one. Like yeah. it was exactly the same as the Collingwood one, but they'd changed the Collingwood Go Pies to Go West, West Coast, Coast Eagles. Eagles yeah. And I'm like, it's important to get your fucking <laughs> yeah, club yeah, branding yeah, on yeah, your yeah. racism. Yeah. Oh, you got to. Uh, <laughs> He said that security guards were alerted to the banner before it was erected after a group of men sitting behind the offender saw phone text between the group planning the incident. So they were looking over their shoulder, planning, mm-hmm. planning on, OK, three minutes into the third quarter, we stand up and we hold up a sign. Right. Well, you know how uh, so Hawthorne last week action. unfurled the premiership flags? Yeah. Maybe that's the perfect time to do it. It's like the flags come out and then the stop the mosque comes out as the fourth flag. Yeah, absolutely. Do you reckon it gets traction? Like, do, do people... In Syria, like the ISIS, see that and go, "Fuck!" There's a couple of West Coast fans <laughs> who hate us. <laughs> we just gotta, we gotta pull the pin. <laughs> well, the horrible thing, though, if, if I mean, it's happened twice now. The worst thing could happen is to start happening more. Like, I find it absolutely ridiculous. And whoever these people are, I'll tell you what, you're on Chambo's watch list. That's what you are. <laughs> hey, uh, Charlie, Rob yes. Harvey became a legend of St Kilda. Yes. And Tony Lockett came out and did a bit of a presentation to him. Yeah, he did. He did. I mean, um, I went to Rob Harvey's uh, testimonial dinner about six years ago. What did you eat? Uh, the, chi- the, the chicken. Chicken? Okay. Yeah, cool. Classic, uh, classic Harvey. When I was 12 years old, uh, I uh, was at the Saints uh, after the, the games of Robin they would have like you know uh, like whatever the, 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 the jumper presentation or some kind of like club function and I won Rob Harvey's jumper as a 12 year old like I won the raffle and so I got to meet Rob and he yeah, signed the jumper and stuff and I've still got that jumper so at his testimonial a few years ago I sought him out and I was like hey Rob um, you know, you won't remember this, but after we beat Hawthorne at Moorabbin in 1991, you know, there was a raffle and I won your jumper. And he's like, oh, that's, that's really good. And I said, I've still got it. 
and the look on Rob's face is like, okay, <laughs> need to back away from this dude very, very slowly. Did he sign it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I love when Plugger comes back though. He is really good because he's, he's like our real. Like it's hard to get rid of a legend in footy. Yeah. Like basically they just hang around and get in the media or mm. coaching or something, right? But Lockett just walked away, and it's. I love when I he comes do, back. Do you imagine like to get him? They've had to. Someone's had to climb like a mountain top. There's like just some cabin, <laughs> like an isolated cabin. Yeah. He's got a beard. He's been practicing. I think they just go. To a, they go to a greyhound track. It's a bit like <laughs> they actually have to write a message, like a message in a bottle. They have to put it on a pig and release yeah. it in his direction. It's a bit like the plot of The Force Awakens. So the, the final scene oh, where yeah. Ray finds like Scarlet, just plugger in a robe, <laughs> got a big beard, and he turns around. And you go, hey, you look a bit you, weird, mate. Do you remember a, a couple of years ago there was some uh, footage online of, uh, of Plugger grabbing a kangaroo on the street in Barrel or something? Because <laughs> no. he lives in country New South Wales now. Yeah, yeah. And it was there was time. There was a kangaroo. <laughs> there was a kangaroo hovering down the main street of Barrel, and you see this big bloke in kind of like khaki greens, just like fucking tackle. <laughs> and bundle it off into the bush. And it's like, that was Tony Lockett. No still, still got him, mate. That's, that's amazing. His, that's his first ever tackle. Yeah. He wasn't up for defensive pressure. <laughs> yeah, normally, don't, when he played with the Saints, he would never chase. Because <laughs> no, no. wasn't it last year he was made a legend of the AFL and he uh, and gave a great speech, like yeah. a quite revealing speech. He got about 20 minutes out of him, which you never really hear about. Oh, I'll get Plugger back. I'll tell you what, he's a legend. Hey, um, Damien Hardwick got pretty angry about the uh, media's Treatment of Trent Cotchin this week, Adam. Geez, he was fuming. Did you see that? Well, he was conference? flabbergasted. He said, "Right, he couldn't believe that they were saying that a, a captain that goes missing in big finals is no good." <laughs> but why is he the kicking boy? There are twenty-one the other players Trent. out there. Yeah. yeah, it's not. I don't reckon it is really his fault. He's clearly their best player, but he doesn't yes. quite have that Luke Hodge thing or whatever that people want in yeah. a captain. They want him to be better. That's right. The they want yeah. the whole team to be better, well, but that would he's help. just the one who cops it, yeah. right? But I don't think that sledge. We talked about it on our podcast, but like he's not a sledger. And when he went up to oh, Trelaw Trelaw, yeah. last week, it was like the nerdiest guy in school. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll be a sledger. <laughs> like he's gone up to Dustin Martin. Like, tell me what to say. <laughs> yeah. And like. So he's run up with this prepared sledge. and that, it, I don't Pardon me, do you have time to hear this sledge? <laughs> I say so, pulls out a white glove and slaps the other person. One's mother is promiscuous. <laughs> Trelaw, more like Trebor. <laughs> it's just the hair's a bit too much, you yeah, know? It's yeah, like, it's a bit much. This is like, it's, yeah. But also, he should realise, like, if he is the captain of the club, he should realise the history of the club. And you should, Richmond people should never make big statements. Right. Because it's always going to come back and buy you. Don't, don't think you're going to win when you're up five minutes to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. They are one and two at this stage. I wonder, are Richmond going to make the eight uh, junk timers out there? No. 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 <laughs> no. It's good to see that. at the 11 uh, minute mark of the second quarter, the Bulldogs have finally scored a goal. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, hello. Teddy had you play it very well. And yeah. North only, only won by five points against Melbourne. 136 to 131. That's oh, pretty good. Yeah. It's a Blundstone high scoring. shootout. You yeah. always, always happens down at Blundstone. Traditional home of football. Mm. Um, <laughs> now, there was an article in the Herald Sun this week about uh, where clubs got their colours from, which I found quite interesting. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, the Giants, they got their colours from a rubbish tip. Down near. Uh, <laughs> what about that first Frio jumper with the green and the purple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hideous. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. The heritage jumper. Right? Heritage, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Or the Brisbane Bears, of course. With the cute little koala oh, in the middle. Yeah. Aww, adorable. So, Carlson, we'll go through Carlson? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, 
Expediency was the reason for Carlton's navy blue and white. That's a big word for the Herald Sun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Older dyeing methods had a habit of stripping away wool's natural water-resistant qualities, but the blue dyes of the day still allowed the wool to repel water. Uh, so many people working, many working people, especially those who worked outdoors, owned blue jumpers. So were we the first waterproof team then? Well, essentially, it seems <laughs> to be that you hearing. guys essentially got your colours because they wouldn't essentially uh, lose their colour in the wash. Um, so your jumpers. Oh well, that was really good because back in yeah. that day they didn't have Gatorade; they just had water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, for the Bacardi. That, that's where yeah. it really get you. <laughs> oh, blue woolen jumpers were cheaper and kept players warmer and drier. Oh, fun fact. Blue. There you go. And therefore, you were essentially, essentially, you were the navy blues because it was a, a jumper that wouldn't run. Well, we were toastier. Yeah. Than many other teams. Why don't we look at the Saints? Saints have a colourful history with their jumper. I'm going to find this one now. How did they get the pure yellow? Yeah, we'll get to that. So the original St Kilda colours were red, white and black in vertical stripes. The reasons for the choice weren't clear. Stripes have remained, although have varied over the years. For a short period, the white stripe became yellow. Between 1919 and 1922, oh. the ver- oh, that's boring. You got a V, yellow V. Didn't they change that because it looked like the German flag? It does, yeah. it does. Yeah. So during the World War I, you, the white, because it was the German colours, you became yellow. Uh, and then you change back. And then in the 30s, you had the swastika on the back. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Nazis came to power and yeah. it ruined it again. Yeah. I mean, and look at Nick Rewalt. He is like Hitler's yeah. train. Yeah. So <laughs> he is, yeah, he is the Uber man. Literally, if Hitler was going to build a footballer, yeah. it would be Rui, right? It's not uh, Rui's Hit- fault, but I'm just. <laughs> Hitler was good on his left. <laughs> Get the tap out. <laughs> Okay, doggies. So, doggies. Protest was the reason for doggies' colours. Protest. Uh, Protest. The Footscray Rowing Club. That's very sophisticated for Footscray. I tell you yeah, what. I was going to say, where, 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 down the Maribyrnong or something. <laughs> yeah. Footscray Rowing Club would stole all of their boats between the period of... <laughs> <laughs> rowing. You don't really connect that, do you? Uh, uh, Footscray... So, perhaps to know... No, it's not rowing, it's growing, as in dope growing. Yeah, growing, yeah. So, the Footscray Growing Club. Yeah, so the jump was green initially. Um, perhaps to know Footscray's dominance of the event, the Victorian Rowing Association changed the rules barring men in non-sedentary work from participating. Well, why do you ban non-sedentary Footscray people from... They don't work, they don't have jobs. And they... <laughs> so, I'm trying to work this out. The red... Uh, the, 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 the jumper had blue and navy and white, and then you didn't like... The rowing club, so you became other colours, and then fuck, and then this, this article made me want to kill myself. <laughs> okay, we'll read Hawthorne. Okay, we go through and all. So we actually didn't get anything from the doggies. Yet. I have no idea what it meant. Have you pre-read this article? It's a Herald Sun article. They're not meant to make sense. Yeah. Uh, so Will Brown and Gold in 1914 uh, joined the VA, VFA. Uh, we're too similar to Williamstown, so we had to change our colours. So we had to become the Poos and Wees. The early incarnations of the Hawthorne Jumping Collider Blue Guernsey with red so. I'm boring myself. Anyway, sorry about that. (laughs) Hey, uh, you saw. Good segment. That one should be permanent. (laughs) That was a good segment. We're going to bring that back weekly. Every week, Michael (laughs) (laughs) Michael half reads articles. (laughs) And then stumbles through it. Yeah. Hey, we saw David King was on the couch, Adam. Yeah, he was on the couch, and David King, he's used this a couple of times this week. He, uh-huh. His latest phrase has been, it was all duck or no dinner. All that, duck, no mean? dinner. Well, I don't know is what that, that, that means. Is that with Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe it was just in reference to, you know, Kelly Stevens or something. I don't know. It's just... 
You guys are really defensive on Wayne. It's like, no, Anthony Stevens. They're big Anthony Stevens. Uh, fair enough. Who is enough? Who is it? You know. Yeah. So all duck or no dinner. He was just talking about. Uh, I think with Richmond, the kind of. All in or not? I, I couldn't make sense of what it actually. So, meant. in reference to what though? Is he who is he talking about? Richmond, the Tigers. Yeah, they're all duck and no dinner, yeah. all flash and no substance. Is that what it means? I mean, all I know is you've got to be good inside the phone box and also the Tigers. Uh, <laughs> bit of Bevo magic. To oh, it. oh, we got our second goal. He's hearing me. Come on, Bevo. <laughs> is that a is that a Luke Beveridge quote? Did you not? Yeah, read that. Oh, no, did I didn't read that one. Yeah, he oh, said uh, you got to be good inside the phone box and also inside the Tardis. So what does that imply? Got to be good inside and on the outside. Oh, okay. Sure. The Tardis is big and the yeah. phone box is small. Oh. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> Do you reckon that uh, resonated with a lot of Western Bulldogs fans? <laughs> no, it was a week of... The idiot. word tard did, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut that out. No, I'm uh, going to amplify it. Make it louder. I was on uh, the JB and Billy's, uh, you know, show. No way. And, uh, recently or like... Yeah, just recently. Awesome, awesome. Hey, did you touch his wallet slash wife? <laughs> He said, uh, I went into the studio and he said, uh, there's one thing in this studio you can't touch. You have to guess what it is, but my wife's not here. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Jeff no, Froffy? It came up a, a, just a little bit, like awkwardly, like off, but he was fine. It was fine. It, we, did, we just stumbled upon an area that it kind of was... On air? But not on air. Okay. But then on air, he asked me this. He goes, oh, comedy, I can't think of anything harder. He goes, what do you do when people haggle you? Haggle? Haggle. <laughs> I was like, they don't haggle. They're like, oh, no, 35 bucks. That's what it's <laughs> <laughs> a joke for six bucks. Come so, Because you've been on the Wolfpack as well. Yeah I've, been, yeah, I've been on that as well. Kicking off the goals, mate. Mate, so, I know. Can we ask, what's Purple like? You can ask, ask all the questions about the Wolfpack. And the I, I want to hear about Purple because obviously yeah. the best newsbreaker in the game. Yeah. Purple. Yeah, what's, purple. What's Purple? What's he, what's he like up close and personal? Uh, you know what? Very nice, actually, Purple. He's kind of the, he's the cement that holds it together. You're mm-hmm. Purple. Right. Takes the butt of a lot of jokes, but you know, you know, they need an adult in the room. Can purple. you give us a JB Purple? Oh. Mm-hmm. Purple. Purple. I can really only start my uh, James Brashaw sentences with uh, doom. That's really. It's like I need a run up. Doom. Doom. He's <laughs> putting up the jokes. And there we Claret. Purple. Best newsbreaker in the game. Boop. Billy. I touched I, your wallet. I love I'm it. sorry. My favourite part of Chunk Time is the purple. And so, JB, what's JB up like, uh, close and personal? Uh, well, you know how he sometimes comes across as being a big fan of himself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is toning that down when he's on the radio. Okay. Uh, in the breaks. <laughs> like, in the breaks. He is, like, I've never heard a man be more fucking proud of his own brand really? than James Brayshaw is. Oh, he fucking loves himself. But yeah, right. in a way. Really? But in a way that is, like, kind of adorable because it's so on fucking front street like he's like you're killing it I'm killing it I'm still killing it God, I'm killing it like I just I've never been better never like, yeah right yeah he's the best he's like right. I mean really genuinely like it's it's like almost like a character yeah and it's quite adorable but he talks about himself constantly <laughs> so what kind of stuff are you talking about on the radio this week with uh, with JB and Billy oh that, that, we mm. talked a bit about the Bulldogs and stuff they mm. want to know about that you know yeah. and uh, oh, and then I had to give uh, Billy advice on choke that was their thing because Billy does a joke at the end of the show. Oh, I'm sure it'd every be great. day. I'm sure it'd be fantastic. And every uh, day. so then I had to like go through his jokes and give him some advice. Do you remember what the joke was this week? Oh, 
they were all terrible. They were, I can't, I, I can't even remember. But was, they were like, it was a little bit kind of a, take my wife, Gary, like anything, <laughs> <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> Is that uh, outrageous? <laughs> Thank you, because nothing I would have thought of was as funny as that. <laughs> was the word was the word frothy used yeah, at frothy. any stage? Just having some frothies, mate. Just having a frothy. Hey, yeah, uh, we'll wrap up very shortly. Hey, actually, we also had um, we love the, the we love the search in the football world for people when they say throwing out the baby with the bathwater. We didn't get one this week exactly, but we did have Robbo in the things I like, things I don't like oh, yeah. column. Uh, he had Melbourne were drinking their own bathwater. <laughs> uh, so after the after the big win against the, the Giants, do you run it through a sieve first? <laughs> Well, firstly, why are we going to Robbo as an expert on baths? <laughs> he does not look like a guy who's no. ever had a fucking well, bath. Not Probably in water. Feel, yeah. Not in water, in bourbon. Yeah. yeah Robbo's Sometimes so... when he's getting the last bourbon out yeah. of the bath where he's put all the ice in, yeah, he just falls in. in. Yeah. It's like... Can you... Jared, I just... Oh. Mate, I love... On, on AFL 360, it's one of my favourite shows on TV, but my favourite thing is when they're doing, like... Uh, so if they've got, like, a West Coast player or whatever yeah. on, so they're on the satellite and there's a little bit of a delay. Mm. And anytime Robert... Because Robo does, uh, doesn't ask questions in traditional ways. No. Like, Why often you've got to listen to him talk for three and a half minutes and then just guess what the question was <laughs> in the middle. Right? And it's always great because he does that Robo thing where halfway through he starts confidently and then he just goes... Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> And you see the players on the... They're yeah. like, oh, I guess I go. And so he's in his next thing and now they're just fucking talking at the same time. Yeah, sometimes best. you don't know if he's asking a question or having a stroke. Like, yeah. like, mate, I was... I, if you're not watching, I thought he was sending a fax the other night. He was like... <laughs> <laughs> but I say that, yeah, I find it interesting how drinking your own bathwater is a positive thing. It's, 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 you're so in love with yourself that yeah. you love to drink your own dirty yeah. water. Yeah. Or not dirty. You think you don't get dirty. You think you're so good that yeah. your water is... I believe in the Steven Spielberg film The Colour Purple uh, when uh, what a, the, one of the, the, there's a super hot uh, chick who's singing Did Steven Spielberg make a movie about Frio? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, about the, no he made about the, the, the best news worker in the game. <laughs> Sorry. But the guy the, the guy's watching this hot singer singing Dancing a White Man she's so great I drink her bath water. Ah uh, okay. So gotcha. I think it's sort of a derivation of that. Yeah sure well I'm sure Robbo is a big fan of uh, yeah. The Colour Purple. Yeah yeah films depicting the, the struggles of the African American people. Robbo's all over that. Yeah. yeah. Big Whoopi Goldberg fan. <laughs> <laughs> Loves Oprah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Robbo. Hey, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Hey, we're going to get our plugs going. Uh, Adam, you're doing Comedy Festival Show, aren't you? Yes, i got one more week to go of Life Hack down at uh, Acme at Fitzquare, 9.45 and 8.45 on Sundays. Will Anderson, where are you playing? Uh, at the Comedy Theatre, just around the corner, and I've got another week as well, and I've added an extra show next Saturday, so uh, there are still some tickets available. Terrific. Great. All the details at comedyfestival.com.au. Charlie Clawson, you can check him out on Home and Away every, sun- every day, Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. <laughs> Monday to Thursday. So. And we have a footy. <laughs> oh, really? Fucking hell, Michael. Pay Double attention. episode on a Thursday. And yeah. You did a bit of surgery or something during the week, didn't you? Um, my sister messaged me. There was a guy who wasn't breathing particularly well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I performed a... What's the thing where you... Oh, yeah, yeah. Jab, no, where you punch the thing and they reinflate the lung because he couldn't breathe, oh, you know? You should have gone to Perth. Yeah, Perth. Perth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why, why aren't you helping out? Right. You should have run down. Trust me, I'm an actor. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> should be helping them out now. Yeah, Bane. Yeah. Um, we are going to be here next Sunday at 3.30, April the 17th, with special guest Andy Lee. And um, we're going to find details at trybooking.com if you want to buy tickets. Hey, thank you so much, for guys, for joining us. And uh, please don't, don't forget to listen to these guys' uh, podcast as well. Of course, Two Guys, One Cup. Be careful also. Googling that, that one. Yeah. Just be careful Googling. Yeah, just put in <laughs> AFL, Two Guys, One Cup. Yeah. Otherwise... Also, we do have to leave because the Bulldogs are back in this and I need to go and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you much for joining us. See you later. Go Hawks. Thank you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.